Welcome to Intentionally Mouthy, a lifestyle podcast on sass, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, hosted by Annie Paul Murphy. Annie is a naturalized U.S. citizen, originally from Colombia, on a mission to show the world the Hispanic conservative millennial point of view. Join the sassy and sometimes politically incorrect Latina as she explores unconventional ideas and introduces you to new and neat happenings all over. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Intentionally Mouthy. I'm your host, Annie. The guy in the beginning and end of each episode is my hunky husband, Chris. And I'm so happy you could join me today. On this episode, I'll address modern day feminism and the monster that it's turned to, which those of us with common sense have come to love to hate. This episode will actually be my introduction to the next few episodes where I will discuss how modern feminism has been hurting different facets of society, namely women, children, and men, for years Now, I'm not someone that'll join a trending online cause and believe in it with all my might, which is why I was so surprised at how much I identified with the Women Against Feminism movement, aka I don't need feminism, aka hashtag I don't need feminism. Look it up, it's a great hashtag. I mean, over the years, I had been growing tired of the term feminism for a variety of reasons. So to know that there were others like me and that I wasn't the only woman out there who was plain tired of the whole feminism shindig was just delightful. When you say feminist, I think of a woman who is not only pro-abortion, but also pro-not paying for her own birth control, is also promiscuous, and is all for having her employer pay to get rid of that potential human being for her because abortions are her birth control. Once change, change, and more change, but either whines, 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 or does nothing about it. Thinks of men as the ones to beat, both literally and figuratively, without realizing that this country is already and significantly more girl and woman friendly than man friendly. And who would also choose a job over her family. And would also want to make a statement by not allowing her daughter to play with dolls or wear dresses with the excuse that said daughter supposedly chooses not to. Feminists would like me to think that there are the reason why I have choices in the first place, but that's simply not true. Feminists didn't give me choices, society did. And if you want to get more technical, men gave women the right to vote even though women didn't want it. Feminists and the men who backed and led their cause helped my gender to gain suffrage and own property in this country, granted, but everything else has been a mere outcome of a fully functioning society. Now let's go back to that little thing a few words ago. The men who backed and led their feminist cause helped with that. Us women can go out on our own here. We can drive cars unaccompanied. We can hang out with men who aren't our relatives. We can go to school by ourselves. We can go to school, period. <laughs> we can work. We can do much more. Not because a woman stood up decades ago to make it that way. I mean, if that had been enough, why are some countries in the Middle East where women have actually stood up to change their depressing status quo still as progressively retarded as they've been for centuries? No, women today can make choices because women in this country and most other industrialized nations have always been able to make choices. Let's face it. How about women stop expecting progress by segregating themselves? 
this also applies to African-Americans, but I digress. We don't need to discriminate against men to gain progress. Hell, we don't even need to discriminate against ourselves to do so. Are you a feminist? Are you black, Latina, Caucasian, tall, curvy? I don't care. <laughs> because life and so-called progress isn't about divisions. It's about unity. Unity. Let's not segregate ourselves and pit ourselves against one another and expect to achieve change via divides because we simply won't. If what you want is a betterment in your life, then you take the first step, dear feminist. Because instead of creating chaos and setting crowds for worthless causes, which doesn't lead to change. Now it's at this point in my episodes that I usually like to introduce you to local companies and products that I not only love and think you'll enjoy, but who also haven't paid me anything to talk about them. On this episode, I want to tell you about Team Cookie Co., which is based in and delivers locally around Sandy, a city located 20 to 30 minutes south of Salt Lake City. My husband and I have tasted other companies' cookies, and to be honest, we weren't impressed. I won't name names, but suffice it to say, their cookies have mostly too much going on. Too much. You need like a gallon of water or milk afterwards. It's disgusting. However, Team Cookies, well, cookies, are deliciously simple and as straight to the point as a cookie can be. There's s'mores cookies likely, it's like a really yummy and decadent brownie. Their lemon glaze somehow tastes like an edible lemonade. And their chocolate chip is just a no-fuss cookie with big chocolate chips. With most chocolate chip cookies, I end up just picking the chips out and eating them only because their dough is very bad. But I couldn't do that with Team Cookies. Find them at teamcookieco.com. And again, nope, this was not sponsored. Let's get back to the episode, shall we? Now, is feminism really at fault here, though? Well, let's look at it another way. Did you know that men are giving up on marriage because supposedly women aren't women anymore? That's an actual quote. I didn't make that up. It comes from an article I read a while ago that I'll link to in the show notes and that I'd like to go over parts of it with you, starting with this especially telling line from it. Quote, Feminism has created an environment in which young men find it more beneficial to simply opt out of coupledom entirely, end quote. But wait, there's more. With feminism pushing them out of the traditional role of breadwinner, protector, and provider, and divorce laws increasingly creating a dangerously precarious financial prospect for the men cut loose from marriage, this article states, men are simply no longer finding any benefit from marriage. And it continues. When I asked them why, and that's referring to the researcher quoted in the article that I'll link to in my show notes, the answer is always the same. Women aren't women anymore. Feminism, which teaches women to think of men as the enemy, according to the article, has made women angry and defensive. The article and the researcher add that now the men have nowhere to go. It is precisely this dynamic, women good, men bad, that has destroyed the relationship between the sexes. Yet somehow... Men are still to blame when love goes awry. Men are tired, the researcher writes. Tired of being told there's something fundamentally wrong with them. Tired of being told that if women aren't happy, it's men's fault. Feminism and the sexual revolution have simply made marriage obsolete for women as a social and economic refuge. But this is a situation that should not be celebrated by feminists. The article 
And the researcher adds that it's the women who lose. Not only are they saddled with the consequences of sex, by dismissing male nature, they're forever seeking a balanced life. The fact is, women need men's linear career goals. They need men to pick up the slack at the office in order to live the balanced life they seek. A cross-section of research data from the Pew Research Center for the last months of 2012 shows the alarming trends for marriage and child-rearing in the United States. Now, bear with me. There's a few numbers coming your way. Again, you can find it on this on my website. One report this article cites, which again, just find it at podcast.anisetso.com, published in mid-December of 2012, said that the latest census data showed barely half of all adults in the United States are currently married, which is a record low. Since 1960, in fact, the number of married adults has decreased from 72% to 51% today. And the number of new marriages in the United States declined by 5% between 2009 and 2010. 5% in one year. Moreover, the median age at first marriage continues to rise, with women getting married at first time at 26.5 years and men at 28.7 years. The declines in marriage are most dramatic among young adults. Just 20% of those aged 18 to 29 are married, compared with 59% in 1960. If current trends continue, the report states, the share of adults who are currently married will drop to below half within a few years. Additionally, the link between marriage and child rearing has become disconnected in the minds of the so-called millennial, millennial generation, our generation. While 52% of millennials say being a good parent is one of the most important things in life, just 30% say the same thing about having a successful marriage, which was found by an additional attitudinal survey. The gap of 22 percentage points between the value millennials place on parenthood over marriage was just 7 points in 1997. Again, 22 percentage points more recently. The research found that millennials, many of whom are the children of divorce and single parenthood themselves, are also less likely than their elders to say that a child needs both a father and a mother at home. That single parenthood and unmarried couple parenthood are bad for society. They seem to be more okay with believing that crap. I'll address these trends in future episodes on feminism, but in the meantime, isn't that sad and terrible, pathetic? Now, if you go back and read this episode's show notes at podcast.anisetso.com, you'll see a link to the article so that you can follow along the research. But let me revisit a quote from earlier. With feminism pushing men out of the traditional role of breadwinner, protector, and provider, and divorce laws increasingly creating a dangerously precarious financial prospect for the men cut loose from marriage, men are simply no longer finding any benefit in it. Feminism and the sexual revolution have simply made marriage obsolete for women as social and economic refuge. But this is a situation that should not be celebrated by feminists. Again, feminism teaches women to think of men as the enemy and has made women angry and defensive, though often unknowingly, as the article states. Those are the feminists I can't stand. But aren't they all like that? So why aren't you a feminist? Well, here are my reasons for I am not a feminist or need modern feminism. Number one, I am pro-life. Actually, I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-choosing between letting a baby live and letting a baby live, period. I'm also pro-paying for my own birth control, 
whatever that ends up being. We do a form of natural family planning, actually, and are against abortion, but really support a couple's right to decide if they like to control a conception via the pill, the IUD, a vasectomy, condoms, etc. You do you. Just don't. Abortion, no. Another reason I'm not a, a feminist is I take action when I want change. Number three, I also don't think of men as the ones to beat because they're awesome and society needs good men. Number four, I would choose and have chosen family over work. Number five, I also encourage my daughter to play with dolls, wear dresses, and like me, even play with cars and boats. I did it all. Number six, I look for and value chivalry, and my southern born and raised husband enjoys being a gentleman. Number seven, along those lines, I also love acting like a lady and being treated like one by men when I'm out and about. I'm not against somebody opening a door for me. Ah, that's nice. If I'm in front of a man, I'll open the door for them too because, hey, that's a lady. Number eight, I don't need to vilify men to get what I want. Number nine, I genuinely enjoy serving the men in my life, be they my dad, my husband, etc. I like showing them they're special. That's not oppression. Number 10. Last but not least, I'm not a victim. Remember from past episodes, the key that how important it is to not see yourself as a victim? But perhaps the most important reason for why I'm not a feminist is that I can do it all, but I just choose not to. I don't want to. I could have not gotten married, but I preferred finding a good nurturing man to become my husband and father to my future kids over making a statement by depriving that kid of a father. I could move heavy boxes and drive myself everywhere, but I let the men in my life help because they like serving. Though thanks to my back injuries, which you can hear about in past episodes, they're, they used to be bad, now fortunately they're getting better. However, I still can't move as many heavy things as I used to before. I can open tight jars and do a lot of things myself, but my husband helps because he likes it. Men like to feel needed, and what can I say? I like to oblige. Now to finalize, have you ever heard the phrase bad feminist? Apparently, it's a real term or phenomenon that defines the kinds of women who are okay with doing things because their their, uh, husbands and boyfriends like them, like choosing to marry, wearing pink, or lipstick, or looking nice, among others. But what they don't realize is that there's no such thing as being a, quote, bad feminist, quote. You're a normal woman. Enjoy it. Cherish it. And for the love of all that's rosy, embrace your womanhood, your femininity, and the men who adore it. The list of reasons for why I can't stand modern feminism goes on and on. But I'd like to know where you stand. Feel free to leave a comment on today's uh, show notes at podcast.anniesaidso.com. And until next time, make today great. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Mouthy. If you like the show and want to know more or find the free resources we talked about, check out podcast.anniesaidso.com. If you love this episode, head over to iTunes or Google Podcasts to leave a positive review and subscribe for free. Did I mention free? Thank you.